Court is now in session. Counselor, you may present your case. Your Honor, members of the jury, today we have in front of us a very sinful human, an assassin who has killed thousands of lives. Oh no, I've never hurt anyone. Please, you have to believe me. I'm an innocent man. I have evidence to prove otherwise. Members of the jury, Please turn your attention to Exhibit A. Here is a picture of a happy cow. Its only desire is for a field of fresh green grass. For wanting so little, it gives so, so much more. From its milk to its meat, its bones, its hooves and horns, to its children. The cow dedicates its whole life for the enjoyment of humans. Even at death, its skin is ripped apart and used for drums, luxurious sofas, and fashion clothes. And here is Mr. Thomas Cook, chopping away at the cow that has given so much. He has committed numerous murders on the cow species and served our fellow cows en masse to the human population. And last but not least, I have here in my hand Exhibit B. This is a hamburger! In between this bread is our flesh cruelly minced and ground to pieces. Your Honor, and members of the jury, I would like for you to closely examine this piece of evidence. I didn't know. I didn't know. I yes, didn't you know. Did. I swear, I didn't you know. You did too. I didn't know. Order. I swear, Order I didn't know. Order in the And that should be substantial enough for you to decide whether or not this man is responsible for the slaughtering of thousands of lives. Thomas Cook, you are hereby pronounced guilty. You will remain and suffer in hell for the next 1,000 years to repay for all the lives that you have taken. It will continue to serve your sentence in the next life in the body of a cow. Perhaps then you will be more compassionate towards your fellow animal beings. This court is now a journal. How terrifying. A very frightening sight indeed. We have just witnessed a court case in hell. This is a reminder for us that we should have compassion for animals, for they also fear death and have a desire to live. They too 
have the capacity to love, just as human beings do. And this brings us to the topic of today's special program, why we should and must be vegetarians for ourselves, for the animals, and for the planet. In the beginning, God had provided humankind with a bountiful assortment of delicious and nutritious fruits, vegetables, herbs, and grains for nourishment. In this garden of paradise, humans and creatures of the animal kingdom live together in peace and harmony. However, due to the depletion of natural food sources in one area, primitive tribes began to roam and forage for food. Thereafter, came the creation of weapons used to hunt animals, turning them into food for human survival, disregarding the fact that, physiologically, humans are more suited to a vegetarian diet. Similar to herbivores, humans have flat molars for grinding, not canine teeth and claws to tear flesh as do carnivores. Carnivores have short intestines, so the excess flesh is expelled before it putrefies and produces toxins detrimental to the body. On the other hand, as with other herbivores, humans have very long intestines, which are suitable for fruits and plants only. Thousands of years later, Humans continue to kill animals for food and, unfortunately, for pleasure as well. It has become a daily habit executed without a single thought as to what living being had to suffer to satisfy our palate, without even a single thought as to our noble origin. As the children of God, it seems that we are lovingly entrusted with the responsibility to be the elder brothers and protectors of creatures, large and small, on this earth. All living beings, humans and animals alike, possess a strong will and desire to live. If slaughterhouses had glass walls, we would bear witness to the failure of our duty as guardians of animals, for we will see the unbearable suffering and death of tens of millions of cows, chickens, pigs, and calves every day. Over 50 billion innocent animals dying every year in the world, struggling desperately for their last breath of life. Tormented their whole life, and especially at the time of slaughter, their flesh are embedded with fear, hatred, and anguish, which are then consumed by humans. In addition, numerous documented inspections have revealed meat containing toxic levels of chemicals and hormones deemed unfit for human consumption. At the risk of public safety, these contaminated meat products are still sold to consumers. Without a doubt, the food we intake affects our bodies physically, mentally, and spiritually. If we are trying to become more serene and peaceful in our lives, then we would naturally want to follow a diet that helps us achieve that goal.
consciousness of the world's population is elevated to a higher level, gradually but steadily, people's conscience have led them to return to a more natural, healthy, and humane way of life, the way God had originally intended. Jesus Christ, Shakyamuni Buddha, Leonardo da Vinci, Leo Tolstoy, Albert Einstein, Alicia Silverstone, Natalie Portman, Toby Maguire, and Christy Turlington, keeping in good company these distinguished people of the past and present have but one thing in common. As vegetarians, they are the voice for those who cannot speak, defenders of those who are weak. Nobel Prize winning playwright George Bernard Shaw, who had been a vegetarian for 70 years, was told by doctors that he would die if he refused to eat meat. He replied, my situation is a solemn one. Life is offered to me on the condition of eating beefsteaks, but death is better than cannibalism. My will contains directions for my funeral, which will be followed not by mourning coaches, but by oxen, sheep, flocks of poultry, and a small traveling aquarium of live fish, all wearing white scarves in honor of the man who perished, rather than eat his fellow creatures. In this present day, one individual who has had a tremendous and immediate effect in helping people to realize the rewards in following their hearts, following a spiritual path of nonviolence towards all creation, is Supreme Master Ching Hai. As a fully realized master, it is not for economical reasons nor health reasons that she commends this compassionate way of living, but for the noble reason of spirituality. With her enlightening words of wisdom, millions of people around the world have adopted a vegetarian diet and practiced the Kuan Yin method of meditation, keeping their body, speech and thoughts pure and tranquil. Through her tireless efforts, Supreme Master Ching Hai is creating a paradise on earth for all sentient beings. We now invite you to listen to an excerpt from Supreme Master Ching Hai's lecture titled, The Real Heroes, delivered in Stanton, California on May 19, 1991. May compassion fill your hearts, and together we can strive for a world of peace and harmony. Because of food, we started war, and then we make peace, and then <laughs> we started war again. All because of food. What else do you think? And because of food, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, just to tell you not to eat too much. Yeah, <laughs> try to put some more spiritual food inside your spiritual body. <laughs> Uh, we start with food and we will end up with food. Don't worry, okay? <laughs> Nobody knows how to meditate. 
Hmm. Yeah? You do. You do, everybody does. You meditate every day on different things. Some meditate on money, some on food, <laughs> some on uh, boyfriend, <laughs> some on girlfriend, some on uh, the business, some on children, wives, husbands, business, and uh, textbooks, yeah, and sometimes on fame, position, power, then occasionally on God when business doesn't go well, <laughs> when all the meditation fails, <laughs> then we might meditate on God for a while. Yeah. So do not tell me that you don't know about meditation. Yeah. I just probably I will have to tell you a different kind of meditation and by which and with which we will overcome most of the difficulties in this life. And then we do not need to meditate on too many techniques or too many subjects. Instead, meditate on one only, and we get many things or other things. Just like in the Bible stated that, Seek you first the kingdom of God, and all the things shall be added unto you. All the miracles, all the satisfaction, all the fulfillment of worldly and heavenly desires come from the kingdom of God come from the inner realization of our eternal harmony, of our eternal wisdom, and of our almighty power. If we do not get this, we never find satisfaction in this world. doesn't matter how much money we have, doesn't matter what kind of position we hold, doesn't matter how much things this world has offered at our feet. That's why, again, in the Bible it is said, what good does a man if the, he gains the whole world and loses the, the soul, yeah, or the kingdom of God? Because the soul is connected with the kingdom of God. The soul can only feel happy in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is within us, is at hand. Once we found the kingdom of God, we never lose it again. And everything else is at our command. Therefore, Buddha has forsaked, forsaked the kingdom of the earth. Therefore, Jesus refused to be the king of the Jew, I mean, officially. His disciples and his followers wanted so much to make him the king of the Jews. But he refused. He said, my kingdom is not on earth. My kingdom is with my Father in heaven. 
And he even uh, recommended everyone to lay your treasure upon heaven and not on earth, because here things will get damaged and destroyed. What he meant is we should uh, put our, our attention, our love to realize God, yeah, to God. Love your God with all your soul or your mind or your strength. But it's difficult to understand <laughs> all this saying in the Bible. Therefore, <laughs> the Bible say again, Seeing you see, but you do not perceive. Hearing you hear, but you do not understand. Why is that? <laughs> Most of us, when we read the Bible, we only read the vocabulary, and we don't even understand the true impact in the Bible. And also the Bible sometimes stated paradoxical, uh, how say, statements, right? And confuse people. But I do not believe that the Bible is paradoxical. I do believe in the misinterpretation of the later generation, of the ego of the interpreters who wants to interpret it the way he thinks and the way he understands it without further uh, deeply study into the subject and meditate on the true meaning of the Bible. For example, uh, in the first chapter of the Old Testament, God said, I made all the herbs uh, in the field and all the beautiful fruit trees. These shall be your meat. Yeah. So meat in that sense means meals, means only food. doesn't mean meat as what we eat nowadays, like beef steaks or pork chops. And what next? Yeah. Oh, is that not so? Yeah. And also, for example, in India, we have a kind of sweet, very sweet, small, very sweet. They call it sweet meat. And we, if we have never been in India, or if we do not care to truly understand what that means, we put it as meat. And all the masters in India would eat meat by now, sweet meat. <laughs> Yeah, understand what I mean? And now if somebody is interpreted and they wow, nonsense. How can meat be sweet? Probably the, the, the other wrote it wrong. Probably he mean lean meat. Yeah. <laughs> or probably the interpreter has a kind of double eyeglasses and he read it wrong. Yeah, because sometimes people write it by hand and, and sometimes, you know, you can see it in wrong light. And if you study in college, uh, sometimes the, the teacher make a test, you know, like he whispered into your ear one word and then tell you to whisper to the next and the next to the next. And when it turned to the 15 or 50, you know, the, it changed. Changed the whole thing, the whole meaning of the whole word. Is that not so? Do you have that test? Yeah, then you know what I mean. So now, 2,000 years ago, <laughs> you know what it means. 
when it changed, when the word, one word changed from the first to the fifteenth or fifteenth person, in the same room, same time, within a few minutes, how do you think eh, many thousand words would preserve their purity and originality after two thousand years? So, it's very pitiful for us to, how say, grovel in this kind of darkness and trying to find out the exact meaning of God, interpreted by men. So the only thing is we have to pick out what is logical, try to use all our might and sincerity to pray for enlightenment, uh, at least to pray for the right meaning and the right text from the Bible, and pray to God that we pick out only the right one. Well, I did pray very hard when I was younger. I mean, I'm still young, but <laughs> when I was younger, I prayed to God every day. I sleep with the Bible every day. I feel better that way. When I was in Vietnam, then I pray with the Buddhist Bible. When I am in Europe, I have no Buddhist Bible, so I pray with the uh, Catholic Bible. And I read every day, one chapter at least. And when I went to the church, I pray for nothing else except, God, if you exist, show me. That's all. Let me know you. Yeah, show yourself to me. I never pray for anything else. The same, I pray the same to Buddha. <laughs> if really you exist, yeah, please show me where you are. That's all. So probably because of this prayer and sincerity, I have known God. I have known Buddha. Anyhow, we are good friends now. <laughs> but nothing big deal. God is there all the time has been always there and will always be. Just that we ignore God, not God ignores us. And it's so simple that we live in God every day, every second, every splitting moments of our life. But we just don't know. And because we are ignorant of the fact that God takes care of everything. We really do not believe that even one hair falls down is also the decision of the Lord. Is this not so? It says so in the Bible. It is truly so. And we only know that and believe that after we truly experience God. I mean, God consciousness. I mean, truly know the kingdom of God, truly surrender. And then we have no more sin whatsoever. In the Bible it says, God made man in his own image. That means at least we are very similar to God. Why should we be sinful if we are in the image of God? When somebody is made in the image of someone, is that very like, very much alike, 
Is that not so? Is that not so, the meaning of, of, of English? Yeah? Okay. So now, if we are very much like God, then we are nothing else except we are God. And didn't Jesus say that everything He does, we can do? And that we are all the children of God. <laughs> if you are the children of Rockefeller, what do you think you are? Huh? You are Rockefellers. <laughs> no? Yeah. And you have all what the Father has, or not? Yeah, ask them, ask the Rockefellers. Children, what do they have? <laughs> they have all the prestige of the Father. They have all the possessions that the Father left for them, or even when He's alive. Is that not so? Yeah. Now, the negative power, the Satan power, like us to believe that we are not God, that we are sinful, that we are bad, that everything we do is sin. And we believe in that. Therefore, we don't truly believe in God, no? We like to, but we are conditioned to believe in the opposite direction. Therefore, we are cheated to believe in the opposite power instead of in the power of God. So that's why Jesus had to suffer, because most people do not support Him do not support his ideas, do not support his positive power of speech, of actions, of faith. So they kill him. But at least he has awakened some people in his time and continue to affect many generations after his crucifixion. So he has done a great deal to mankind and brought us great civilization. That is the, uh, the work of the Messiah, of the Prophet. But he was not the only one, and he is not the only one, and he will not be the only one. Because he already promised, everything I do, you can do even better. You can see our world is getting more civilized each day because of the masters of different times has come and graced our earth with their wisdom, with their blessing, with their positive, intelligent energy. So even though sometimes we are not in direct contact with these masters, their energies, their blessings still grace our life and make things different for us and make the world become better and better for us. So now in order to understand all this uh, talk in the Bible or what Jesus teaching, we must also do what He did, contemplate on God, pray in secret, if you have already studied some um, meditation techniques, please continue. At least it will help you to find some portion of the kingdom of God. And uh, for what I know, uh, the, the technique that we are doing is not truly a technique because nothing is written down, but 
the transmission comes through silence and through inner uh, perceiving faculty, not through verbal exchange. And so, for what I know, this kind is the best, quickest, and the uh, the last door <laughs> to God's kingdom. It also says in the Bible that we should eat vegetarian. In Psalm 78, God say, "Don't kill any more she goes and he bullocked to make offering to me." Stop all this killing of the innocent lives. Otherwise, your hands are full of innocent blood. And when you pray, I will turn my head away. I will not hear you. Stop all this. Otherwise, I will not forgive you. Is that not so? Yeah? And elsewhere it said, meat for the belly and the belly is for the meat, and God will destroy both. Hmm? Also elsewhere it said, don't mix with people who drink wines and eat meats. No? Is that not so? And elsewhere <laughs> it's stated in the story that uh, some of the people requested God give them meat to eat. And he was very angry. He made meat rain down from heaven, and after that he killed every of them who eats meat. Is that not so? Hmm? Are you not frightened enough? When he say elsewhere, do not make your body become a graveyard. Huh? Bury dead bodies. Didn't he say so in the Bible? All this, what I said, was it not true? Huh? Did you read it? Yeah, but you didn't want to hear. You didn't want to understand. You just passing by. Yeah, pass by, pass by. And you read what the portion where the priest slain all these beasts and roasted them and smoke come up black to the heaven and make the temple become a slaughterhouse. Yeah. The spiritual aspect of vegetarian diet is very clear. Non-violence. No shall not kill. Okay? When God said to us, Thou shalt not kill, He did not say human beings. He said all beings. Didn't He say that He made all the animals to befriend us, to be helpers to us? And didn't He put all the animals in our care? He said, take care of them, rule over them. And when you rule over your subjects, do you kill your subjects and eat them <laughs> and become the only king? <laughs> no one else is there. <laughs> yeah. So now you understand? When God says that, we must do it. Anyhow, no need to question Him. Ah, He says very clearly, but who understands God? Except God. <laughs> So now we have to become God in order, in order to understand God. Now I invite you to be God-like again. Be yourself. Be no one else. To meditate on God doesn't mean you worship God. It means you be God. You realize that you and God are one. I and my Father are one. Didn't Jesus say so? And if He say, 
he and his father one, we and his father also one, because we are also the children of God. And he say what he does, he can, we can do even better. So we might be even better than God, who knows? <laughs> Why worship God when, he do, when we don't know anything about God? Why so blind faith? We must know first what we worship. Just like you must know who is the girl you're going to marry <laughs> before you marry her. Nowadays it's modern. We don't marry by blind date anymore. <laughs> so we, why should we worship God in our blind faith? Yeah, we have the right to demand God to appear, to make Himself known to us. We have the right to choose which God we like to follow. <laughs> so now. You see, it is very clear in the Bible that we should be vegetarian. And by all scientific reason, we should be vegetarian. And by all health reason, we should be again vegetarian. And by all economical reasons, we should be vegetarian. And by all compassionate reason, we should be vegetarian. And by saving the world, slogan and spirit, we should be vegetarian. It is stated in some research that if the people in West America would eat vegetarian once a week, we would save 60 million people every year. So be a hero, <laughs> be vegetarian, by all reasons. <laughs> A fully divine person is a fully human being. A fully human being is fully divine. Now we are only half human beings. We do things with hesitation. We do things with ego. We do not believe that it's God who arranges all this for our enjoyment, for our experience. We separate sins and virtues. We make a big deal out of everything. Understand? and accordingly church ourselves and other people, and accordingly suffer by our own limitation about what God should do and things. Understand? Actually, because God is inside us and we limit Him. We like to enjoy and play everything, but we don't know. We just say, oh, you shouldn't do that. They say to ourselves, yeah, I shouldn't do that. I must not do this. But why vegetarian? You would ask me. Yeah, I know. Vegetarian is just because the God inside us wants it. You understand? It against our principle of not wanting to be killed. We ourselves doesn't want to be killed, or we ourselves doesn't want to be stolen things, for example. Now, if we do that to other person, it means we are against ourselves, and that makes us suffer. What everything you do against yourself makes you suffer. Now you cannot beat yourself and you shouldn't starve yourself, for example. Same thing, uh, we should not kill, understand? Because that's against the principle of life that makes us suffer. So we don't do it. It doesn't mean we limit ourselves in that way, you understand? That means we expand our lives to all kinds of lives. Our lives will be not limited in this body, but extended to the life of the animals and all kinds of beings. And that makes us grander, greater, happier, 
and limitless, okay? You see, most of the war which happened in this world due to economical reason. Let's face it. An economical reason came more urgently through hunger, understand, and through lack of food in different countries, through lack of equal distribution of food. Now, if you care to read magazines and research about vegetarian diet, you would know very well to raise cattle and animals for meat cause our economical bankruptcy in all aspects, cause hunger of the world, at least of the third world. And it's not me who say this, it's you, the American citizens, who made this kind of research and wrote these books. You can go in any bookshops and read vegetarian research, yeah? Read, as a food process research. You can read like Diet from New America, <laughs> from John Robbins. Yeah, he's very famous, ice cream hero. <laughs> Ice cream, uh, I would say, millionaires, yeah. And he gave it all up in order to be a vegetarian and write a vegetarian books against his family's tradition and business. It could mean loss of money, prestige, and business to him. But he did it for the sake of truth, yeah? It's bo that book is, is very good, but there are many other books and magazines which uh, give you a lot of information and facts about vegetarian diet that could contribute to world peace. You see, we bankrupt our earth materials for food by feeding cattle. You know how much protein, medicine, water supplies, manpower, cars, trucks, road made, and how many hundreds thousands of acres of land has been wasted before a cattle is good enough for one meal. Understand? And all these things could be distributed equally to all kind of underdeveloped countries. And then we save the hunger problem. And once, if a country is in need of food, he probably will invade another country just to save his own people. But in the long run, it created a bad cause and retribution. Understand? As you saw, so shall you reap. If we kill someone for food, we get killed for food later, in some other form, in the next time, next generation. It's a pity that we are so intelligent, so civilized, and yet most of us do not know the course of our neighboring countries' suffering. That is through our palate, through our taste, 
through our stomach in order to fit and nourish just one body. We kill so many beings and we starve so many fellow beings, fellow human beings. Don't talk about animals yet. Understand? And this guilt, consciously or unconsciously, will weigh down in our conscience that makes us suffer cancers, tuberculosis, other kind of incurable disease, including AIDS. Ask yourselves why our country, the Americans, suffer the most, the highest rate of cancers in the world. Because we eat a lot of beef. <laughs> we eat more meat than any other countries. And ask yourself why the Chinese or the communist country, they don't have that higher rate of cancers. They don't have meat. You understand? That's what the researcher says, not I say, okay, so don't blame me. You can compare India with uh, other countries who eat more meat. And you know, okay? Compare the, the aggressive of uh, th those religious sects who eat more meat than others. Yeah? And you see. See the difference. And you see the animals who eat meat, more aggressive even than the animals who eat vegetable, no? Even in animals' kingdoms, there are differences. I've been asked all, thousands of times even. Even if I don't know, I had to know by now. <laughs> you mean, uh, I said you should not eat fish, and then in the Bible eat fish? But you must consider what kind of fish that is. Only two fish and then feed 5,000 people. Huh? It's just a miracle paper fish, okay? Out of Jesus' miracle power. It's made from air, okay? So you can call it eating air, okay? It's not real fish, okay? And then the wine was made from water. So it's not real wine, it's just water. Or you can make anything if you learn the tricks from the yogic techniques, provided you had time, you have time, and wanted to study these kind of things. But we should not. We should be after the eternal kingdom of God, the wisest wisdom, and then we get anything. And then we don't even want all these things, because they are children, toys to us. Yeah? Otherwise, if we continue to want these things, and we bind ourselves in the material sphere, you understand? All the miracles, why should not be used? Uh, Buddha do not advise using miracles. In our initiation form, we also say do not use miracles, because it binds us in the material sphere. And do not let us free from the desires of wanting to play these kind of tricks, and wanting to see this kind of manifestation of material wealth. Understand? That means our level is still in the material world. That is all. We should rise higher. Jesus did it on emergency. Understand? He also forced. He was forced to do it. He wasn't willing to do it. When he made wine, it was Mary who arranged everything. And he even scolded her. He, he knows it's nothing. And about healing the sick, 
Well, I do that too. But not, not with ego, not with doing, not with actual action, just the God power and grace through me. Understand? I don't need to do anything. If you get healed, you get healed. Understand? I don't do hula hop or touching your chakra or making spiritual <laughs> gesture on your aura or your magnetic messing around with your magnetic field. Nothing. I do nothing, absolutely nothing. It's the Father in me that does. Okay? So Jesus did the same way. Yeah? So he say also, he say so. It's not me who does it's my father. Is that not so? So he was really enlightened. He was a true master who can say that. Who knows it? Actually in the kingdom of God everything's done automatically when times come. Complete surrender is all we need in the kingdom of God. In order to be great, we have to be nothing. In order to be almighty, we have to be zero, zero of ego. Then you are one with God. God does everything through you. Understand? <laughs> no obstacles. Don't wait for the Messiah, please, <laughs> because He comes all the time. Comes all the time. Pray that you recognize the present Messiah. Don't pray it to wait for the Messiah that you're waiting for. He never come. He never come if you expect Him the way you do. Just like when Jesus came, they also expect the Messiah and kill the one that they have at hand. <laughs> and we do all the same stupid things. It's not the, it's not the Jewish religion is bad, it's we who are ignorant. Yeah? Even Jesus promised to send the comforters, you know? I mean, after He left, someone else will come. Someone who can comfort us, it means someone equal with Him. Yeah, understand? But we still wait, two thousand years already. Many messes come and go. <laughs> We're still here waiting for, <laughs> for the one from the sky. He never come if we wait like this way. Okay. What do you think Jesus will come again? We hear Jesus will reappear, right? What do you, how do you think he would come? With wings, bear, and with or with the cross so that we recognize him? Hmm? How we recognize him if he ever come? We don't even know what Jesus looked like. We were not there. Or maybe we were there but two thousand years ago. Who has such a big memory anymore? <laughs> Jesus come not in appearance. But in spirit, Jesus can come to anyone who is perceptive enough, who opens the right door to let him in. And then we become like Jesus. We become like him. We become like the Father. Okay? Then at that moment, Jesus came. Jesus, uh, how say, come back again. Okay? He comes back all the time. Whenever we are ready, he comes. He comes through any master who is capable to house him, to house his mighty power. Yeah? That person is also Jesus. Okay? Different, different hairstyle, perhaps. 
maybe high heel, but it's still Jesus. <laughs> At the age of 14, Linda Blair rose to international fame with the role of the young girl in the Oscar award-winning film, The Exorcist. Prior to this role, Miss Blair was already a familiar face in millions of homes across America as a model, appearing in over 70 commercials and hundreds of magazines. She has been nominated for the Academy Award and has won the Golden Globe Award as well as the People's Choice Award. Through the years, she has worked with other acclaimed actors such as Elizabeth Taylor, Martin Sheen, Anthony Hopkins, Kirk Douglas, Richard Burton, and Leslie Nielsen. Miss Blair has acted in many groundbreaking films and television movies, including Exorcist II, The Heretic, Airport 1975, Chained Heat, Born Innocent, and Sweet Hostage. In addition to her many acting accomplishments, Miss Blair is a well-known and respected animal rights advocate and the author of the book, Going Vegan. She devotes her time and energy to helping fellow human beings in need, as well as her animal friends, through her charitable work with organizations such as Feed the Children, PETA, the Humane Society, and Last Chance for Animals lending her celebrity fame and voice to educate thousands of people about animals in crisis. For her commitment and goodwill towards animals, she was recognized with PETA's Humanitarian Award and the Animal Rights 2001 Celebrity Advocate of the Year. Miss Blair now lives with her family of dogs and horses. Recently, on May 6, 2005, the Entertainment Department of the Supreme Master Qinghai International Association had the opportunity to interview Miss Linda Blair for this special episode of the television program, A Journey Through Aesthetic Realms. We now invite you to listen to the following interview with Miss Linda Blair. How did you become vegetarian in your life as an animal activist? In 1988, I was reading an article on pesticides, um, acid rains, how we farm animals, and that's what made me um, go vegetarian. And um, later in life, um, it certainly changed my life immediately. I've, I've never had a weight problem since. I do not change weight. And if anybody knows how old I am, you know, that's, there's something to it. Truly, my life was affected, and truly, the doctor said, if you don't change your eating habits and you don't, don't change your stress level, which is, of course, where the meditation came in, he said, you will die. Uh, Oprah Winfrey was working with my second dad, Howard Lyman, who is, uh, his book is called Mad Cowboy, and he's a third-generation cattle rancher and farmer, oh my. and he, he got cancer, and he talks about all of his friends dying from heart disease. We can eliminate heart disease, cancer, diabetes, weight problems, go back to the basic foods, become vegetarian, and then go vegan. But he tells the truth, and he's committed his life if he survived the cancer in his spinal column, and that he would tell the truth. And um, so he does. A lot of the illnesses is, in my opinion, coming from the foods. 
the water. You always hear, you know, pregnant women, you shouldn't eat the fish from over here. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Your body, your baby, your life, their future. You run a rescue out of your home. Tell us about that. I do. It's, uh, well, it's Linda Blair World Heart Foundation. So one dog led to another to another, and I became president of a dog rescue, and I realized how many people turn their animals in because they don't match the fabric because they're having problems. They don't know how to deal with them. And so I said, I need to do shelter. I need to do death row rescue, all the moms and babies. It was really, um, it was really upsetting me. So I started Linda Blair World Heart Foundation, and I'm just one, not even one year new. And it's basically to get the public to take the journey with me. And together we will make a difference because people know I will speak out. I have a very good reputation for telling the truth. Together we can make a difference. It will be a very hard fight um, because where you have dog fighting, you have drugs and guns and violence. We can clean up not only Los Angeles but America. It is that is my my commitment to clean up America and reduce the crime. Absolutely, absolutely. It is quite something to rescue a dog and take him home. I know Supreme Master Ching Hai rescued was it f about five dogs, and she amazed me just how well she took these these animals and trained them. And I, one of her events, she had you know a couple dogs sitting right next, just sitting there, so sweet. And they were rescue dogs, and she they became vegetarian dogs. And she took care of them and cleaned them up, and you know they're just trained so perfect. She just really took the time, right? And they to take knew. care they of know. them. Yeah, yeah. The time that you put into a child, the time that you put into an animal, you will get that back tenfold. I think um, the Supreme Master. It was people like her that changed the world in a way that many may not see the effects of yet, but because of the humanitarianism, because of the human rights, the animal rights, she connects the world in a way that is very powerful. And what a lot of people don't realize is the power of meditation. And that love and bliss and unity and calm and understanding, the answers will come in your life through meditation. And you will also learn about compassion and sharing, and um, that's the true journey of the human spirit. So I know, um, I think it's wonderful that the show gives her the, the new channel to open and to show people her knowledge and love, and that we are, um, of course, very grateful for everything that she's done. Supreme Master. It is my honor, and I look forward to meeting you in the very near future. Thank you for everything that you do. <laughs> Thank you so much. Linda Blair, you are a real hero, and we are just so honored to have you here today and to share your work that you do with the people of this world, and I hope that more people come to know your work, the great works you're doing on this planet. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us in today's program of A Journey Through Aesthetic Realms. Through this special program, The Real Heroes, we hope Supreme Master Ching Hai's enlightening words will serve as a reminder for us to walk on the path of love and truth.
as we become a more spiritually enlightened planet. Let us strive together to live in a blissful life in harmony with nature, one that is filled with compassion for all of God's creations. May God bless you and your families with health and happiness.